G'day, g'day everyone. Welcome to the Chasing Travels podcast, where you can hear about all things travel, conservation, wild adventures, and anything and everything else in between. I'm Alicia, a full-time eco-traveler with a passion to inspire and teach others about this big, wide world that we live in. And I'll be chatting to people from all over the globe who will share their stories and get you excited and pumped up to get out there. All right, guys, let's get chasing. All right, here we are, the uh, one of the first podcasts for Chasing Travels. And I have my good friend, Lance, all the way in Manila. Uh, thank you, Lance, for tuning in today. Now, I'm just going to give the guys a little bit of a background about Lance. I won't tell them where we met. I'll, I'll leave that up to you and you can explain about all the crazy things overseas that we got into, but maybe not too many of the crazy stories. Um, so Lance is one of those people that uh, when you meet, you just have good vibes coming straight away. You have a coffee with him and you know it's only a short amount of time and you just walk away feeling absolutely inspired. Lance always has ideas and when he says he's going to do something, he definitely goes with it, which is always a bit of a kick up the butt for me because I feel like I got all these ideas and then I don't do anything. And Lance is like, Leash, how are you going on that? Oh yeah, it's still coming, still coming, hopefully, hopefully. So yes, Thank you, Lance, for joining all the way from Manila. Now, Lance, you grew up in Manila, right? Yeah. Um, by the way, let me start with my, uh, how we say uh, hello to, like, in our local language. So I would say, hey, listeners, mabuhay. <laughs> mabuhay. Mabuhay, yeah. Mabuhay, awesome. And right there, I'm Lance Versenes, and I'm from Manila, Philippines. And Mr. Lance from uh Philippines, you are 30 years of age. You grew mm-hmm. up in Manila. 30. Now, I have just done some stalking on your uh, website and you studied business and then you worked in a number of different areas from banks to medical centers, legal offices, and sales and marketing firms. Is that correct? Or have you just made up yes. a whole life story? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, you're right. You're right there. Um, when I was in uni, I had four internship. So like on the job trainings and I've worked for like in a bank, in a medical center, hospital, mm-hmm. um, legal offices and like travel company. Yep. And then after university, I started working for like international companies like Emerson, Bamboo and now my company, which mostly based in the US. Okay. Okay. So Let's go back a little bit. So you did all these internships and, you know, all those different environments, you would have learned a lot. Um, And then you ended up in Cambodia. So there was a small competition on Facebook um, that we were actually both in. And basically this company that we work for, um, they put out a a link and it was a competition for who could get the most shares on this link. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And Mr. Lance here came fourth out of 500 odd people. So, yeah. 535. We're 535. It's funny. It's crazy. That is crazy. Do you remember what you were doing to share those links? Yeah, actually, it's very hard during that time. I was traveling solo in El Nido, Palawan, here in the Philippines. And during that time, when I got back home, I was scrolling Facebook. And I started to see this international volunteering company, Torrent Volunteering Company. And there's like a package. If you're going to get the job, you're going to get this. It's like you're going to be able to get paid while traveling. 
And from there, I was like, this is what I want. I've been, I guess, I've been working in the corporate world for um, five years professionally, then the four years, um, three years of internship. And that's when I decided that I really love traveling. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I'm going to join this phrase of contest. And during that time, as you may remember, there's 535 of us. That's crazy. And the first challenge was to, um, yeah, to send out links. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because every gadget you use, that's going to be like one point. Yep. And I ask my friends privately because I can't post publicly because my company will be like, what are you doing? What uh, is it that's for? That's right. Yeah. So they're going to find out that I'm planning to resign or to, you know, to leave the company. Mm-hmm. So I'm messaging my friends privately. And you know what they're doing? They would ask their co-workers so these people are from other companies and all of the computers, they're going to be like, oh, please click this link. Please click this link. This is for my friend. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, it is. And who would imagine we're going to be part of the top 10, like the both of us because yeah. of that. Yeah, I know. Crazy. I just remember, I remember seeing the ads as well and I was just finishing up uni and I was like, oh my gosh, this is a dream come true. Like it's travel and getting paid to do what you love. And here we are all these years later. And what a great experience that was. Yeah, like five years after. It's now five years because that was, um, if I'm not mistaken, it started March 2016. Yeah, it was 2016 right? yep, yeah. that we, we were in Cambodia. So then you, um, you came back from Cambodia. Uh, you were over there for about two years. Um, mm-hmm, yeah. And you got a job in company where you're doing lots of e-commerce, marketing, sales, that sort of thing, right? Yeah, yeah, correct. So I stayed in Cambodia for almost two years mm-hmm. for, for Bamboo. Mm-hmm. Then there was this time I was just planning to go back to the Philippines for holiday. Because mm-hmm. you know, like how we celebrate Christmas, like for starting September until January, I would guess. Oh, like, wow. All over the world where the, the country or the nation that celebrates Christmas the longest. Uh-huh. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to spend all my um, holiday offs from work and go back to the Philippines. And I wasn't expecting that this company would message me mm-hmm. and be like, oh, we have a job for you. And I'm like, I'm at the happiest point of my life. <sighs> like I'm really loving Bamboo, everything there. There's no stress. You know, you're just living your life. Like, mm-hmm. you only live once. That's what I was thinking during that time. Mm-hmm. And then um, I tried to be interviewed. Um, mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, I was just surprised that I, I got the job. So when I went back to the Philippines, I remember I was in El Nido when I first saw Bamboo. Mm-hmm. And I was in Coron, same, oh. like Palawan, same province. When I had to decide I'm get, if I'm going to stay with Bamboo or I'm going to go back to the Philippines yeah. and work for this e-commerce company. Uh-huh. So yeah, um, after considering, I really miss traveling. That's number one. I really miss the Philippines and just mm-hmm. doing everything I want. Because mm. when I was in the Philippines, I just do everything because it's not limited. Like, yeah. it's my so there's no restrictions yeah. and I know how things go. Mm-hmm. So yeah, after a few days of traveling solo, I decided I'm just going to stay here and accept the job. Mm -hmm. And you're so lucky you live in the Philippines. Like a lot of people would love to call the Philippines home or a lot of people have just 
maybe seen it in a travel magazine. They've seen these beautiful bitch, uh, beaches and they don't know. <laughs> uh, let's or, Okay, yeah. <laughs> beautiful beaches. Uh, and they probably don't actually know where they are. But um, once you whack it into Google, it is the Philippines that a lot of these beautiful islands um, mm-hmm. are located. And yeah, lands like Palawan is amazing. Coron and El Nido both beautiful parts of the island. Um, maybe it's an omen. Maybe whenever you think that you're all happy and everything's going well, but maybe you need a change, you just go to Palawan and something will happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the island for, for sure. new opportunities. <laughs> you're going to be relaxed there. I guess that's <laughs> what happened. Yeah, yeah. I love Palawan. It's great. Now, when you um, you came back to the Philippines and mm-hmm. you got a job in this company, um you started a not-for-profit, but I want to come back to that because I want to um, talk a little bit more about your travels. Mm-hmm. So um, when you finished university, did you know that you wanted to travel and that you wanted to backpack the world or that you wanted to explore more of Southeast Asia? Um, okay, so here in the Philippines, how it works in terms of traveling, once you finish university, you start to get more exposed to a lot of people, like mm-hmm. travelers to be specific. And if you're working in a professional world, like corporate world, most of the time, because it's toxic, it's mm. stressful. So most of the time, people would travel over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started to realize that, oh, this is something I want. And then in the first few years, I used to travel with colleagues, with friends. Until such time, I realized I want to travel alone. I want to backpack solo. Mm-hmm. I guess it's more interesting. Like you get to learn a lot about mm-hmm. yourself and the places you go through. So yeah, that's where and when it started, mm-hmm. I would say. And did you have a moment whilst you were traveling solo that you were like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like, I'm so happy that I did this. Yeah, for sure. Because I believe that traveling teaches you more than a textbook can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I always believe like traveler, uh, traveling is like the best teacher because there are things, for, for example, I finished uni. Um, there's just things and lessons in life that mm-hmm. you will only learn when you travel because you get to be exposed to different cultures, learn from other people's stories, um, discover yourself, be mm-hmm. confident and just be independent. So it's something that um, I learned while traveling with mm-hmm. friends and traveling solo. Yeah. And would you say that it was because of travel that has led you to where you are now? Like you are such an entrepreneur wanting to start your own businesses and your own um, not-for-profit, giving back to your local communities. Um, was there a particular moment when you were traveling that you were just like, oh my God, I need to do this? Or was it just like a whole whole lot of experiences that led you to where you are now? Actually, I would answer that 100%. It's because of traveling. Mm-hmm. Like the moment I stepped my foot in Cambodia, because that's the first time I went out of the Philippines. That's the first time I traveled solo. Yeah. That's the first time I live outside the Philippines. It's really outside of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And they say like when you start to go outside of your comfort, comfort zone, it's just going to be like, amazing because mm-hmm. you're going to be living on your own and you know what's funny when i was t- before i went to thailand it's the um, landing point mm-hmm. before i when i was flying i'm kind of scared but when i started to, to fly when i was on the airplane i'm like 
I'm gonna be strong. I need to be strong. You know, I need to be different. Mm-hmm. I need to be a different person compared to who I was when I was in the Philippines. Because during that time, it's like you tend to um, be afraid mm-hmm. of something. Mm-hmm. But when I moved outside the Philippines, I'm like, this is, I guess, the real world. This is life. So I need to to be independent. That's number one. And second, to be strong. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you got off that airplane, how did you feel? Was it a culture shock to you or because you've grown up in the Philippines, like that was pretty normal? I mean, Siem Reap is a third world country. Um, oh, sorry, Cambodia is a third world country and Siem Reap does have that tourist vibe to it. However, you know, once you leave mm-hmm. the the main tourist drag, um, it's quite an eye opener. So did you have any cultural shock when you got out there and saw the real Cambodia? Actually, I first landed in Thailand for mm-hmm. the two countries tour. That's okay. when we, we went and where we started. Mm-hmm. So in terms of like culture, Manila and Bangkok, I would say it's pretty much the same. Yeah, so busy. there was no culture shock. I was just so excited. Uh, the only difference I've seen it there were like the the way they write. Mm-hmm. Like, like the, the, the regular, like how we write. It's mm-hmm. different from their handwriting. Mm-hmm. So that's the only difference I've seen there. And during the time, um, Christine picked me up at the mm-hmm. airport at six in the morning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hi, Christine, if you're listening. <laughs> Hi, Christine. Thanks for picking me up. <laughs> that was June 2nd, 2016. Wow, good memory. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there was no adjustment in terms of culture mm-hmm. and in terms of like living and first being in Cambodia. Mm-hmm. I guess in the Philippines, being a third world country and Southeast Asia, it's mm-hmm. going to be the same, especially yeah. if you go to the provinces yeah. or um, rural areas, it's going to be the same. Yeah, yeah. So, so there's no, yeah, there's no cultural like adjustment or... Yeah. That's lucky, you know, like for someone that was a little bit nervous to step out of their comfort zone, at least you were going to something at least that was quite similar to where you're from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's a cop out, Lance. You need to come to somewhere that's very different. <laughs> come to Australia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. I'm going to be culture shocked. Yeah, but you will be. But you'll be bored. Now you will be. <laughs> uh, I didn't know because we live in Siam Reap where it's a tourist area. Yeah, there's more white people. Yeah, like where we work, like there's more white people in the office compared yeah. to Asians. So yeah, yeah. I, I guess um, I'm not sure if there's gonna be or still be. Yeah, no, you're probably <laughs> very much used to it, and because of what you have been doing too since um, those days, you have always surrounded mm-hmm. yourself with international people. You work for mm-hmm. an American company. Um, you also ran some ripper pub crawls through Manila. So how yeah. did we get started on that, Lance? Tell me, tell me how you ended up there. <laughs> um, it's because of traveling as well. Uh-huh. I was in Boracay. Mm-hmm. You know Boracay, right? Yes. So I was in Boracay with two of my friends. And there's a popular, like pub is very popular there, Boracay pub crawl. And when we joined, it was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Like, before we flew there, my colleagues were like, you should try this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should uh, do pub crawl. And when we've experienced that, I was really exposed. And that's when I started to be like, the world is big. Like there's a lot of things I need to explore and to uh-huh. know mm-hmm. that I wasn't experiencing before because I'm just home office, you know, yeah. working. 
five days a week, nine to five. It's it's crazy. So yeah. when I experienced that, I'm like, okay, um, I, I guess this is something I want to do. I want to travel, I want to do pop crawl. Mm-hmm. And then they've expanded in Manila. Mm-hmm. So they started to hire people to work for them. Mm-hmm. And I applied. And yeah, luckily I get the job. Yeah. So I was really exposed to um, tourists, expats, mm-hmm. and a lot of people. So I guess that's one of the reasons why Mark mm-hmm. hired me. Yes. To, <laughs> <laughs> like hired me for, for Bamboo. Uh-huh. You're a well-rounded person. You like to work hard, but also party hard. Exactly. <laughs> Work-life balance. Exactly. Right? And you can turn up to work hungover and still be fine. Yes. <laughs> 100%. So um, for the listeners, if you ever go to Manila, you've got to jump on one of these pub crawls and make sure you ask Valance. If he's not working on the pub crawl, you need to message <laughs> me or message him and tell him to get on the pub crawl. I joined you guys for the Halloween Halloween. pub crawl in Manila and it was absolutely amazing. We started off quite fancy in the nice fancy bar and it sort of (laughs) was as everyone started to let their hair down, the night um, got quite fun. There was lots of shots involved and street parties and all this sort of thing. So it's definitely a must do in Manila. Yeah, for sure. Um. Something else that Lance has started and he has a ripper team that he has alongside him is Feeding Change Philippines. So Lance, why don't you tell us about that, where it started, what it's all about, where you guys are now? All right, perfect. So Feeding Change Philippines started in 2018, April 2018, and the reason why we've started, uh, we've worked for Bamboo. It's an international tour and volunteering company. And during that time, we were exposed to a lot of volunteer works. And um, after work, we used to volunteer um, in a school in Siem Reap mm-hmm. uh, teaching English. So at that time, I was really exposed to a lot of volunteer works. I used to volunteer when I was working back in the Philippines or when I was studying, but but I guess that's more a like fitting program. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know that there are volunteer works related to taking care of the uh, animals, like mm-hmm. elephants, um, building projects. Mm-hmm. And during that time, when I was working outside the Philippines. I'm like, if they can do it here in this country, a third world country, mm-hmm. why can't we do it in the Philippines? Mm-hmm. Because here in the Philippines, I guess we're not exposed into that idea. So um, the same time, uh, Christmas, I went back to the Philippines for holiday vacation. That's my first year working in Cambodia. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I went back to the Philippines, I decided to organize an outreach program. Mm-hmm. So we went to the mountain that's 14 hours away from Manila. Wow, on a bus? So we traveled. Yeah, on a bus. Good. <laughs> we traveled all the way from Manila to there, and we really went to, to the mountain to for like build. I guess 50, our beneficiary is like 50 kids. Wow. And we went there with, with my friends. And during the time, that was just an idea because aside from I want to do volunteer work, I want to travel as well to that place. And then during the time, there's a lot of people donating. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's where and when Feeding Change Philippines was established or was mm-hmm. formed. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, there's a lot of Filipinos who would like to help. 
mm-hmm. but they don't know how at first. And me being exposed to volunteer works, being able to organize and working with an international company, I'm like, I guess this is something or this is like my mission. Because I guess like growing up, um, I believe that I was born for a mission. Mm-hmm. And the mission is to be of help to others, mm-hmm. to inspire and be of help to others. I guess during the time I was like, maybe this is something, this is my calling. Mm-hmm. This is something that I need to do. And from then on, it's it's crazy because when you think about it, it wasn't easy. But mm-hmm. during that first outreach, I really had fun. I was fulfilled mm-hmm. and my friends were so supportive. And mm-hmm. from that first outreach until now, we've organized 21 outreach programs. Wow. And it's crazy because when you talk about like nonprofit organizations either they focus on children they mm-hmm. focus on animals but in Finnish change philippines we cater to six sectors mm-hmm. of the society we have medical building animals people um, education and environment mm-hmm. i guess that's really something that all of my officers were really passionate to to helping and i guess we're still blessed to be able to um, sure, whatever um, blessings we have. Mm-hmm. 100%. And been, yeah. And I think it's great, um, Feeding Change Philippines, because it, it, it is covering everything. Um, and especially when you come and you want to give back, but, you know, maybe your passion is with elephants um, and you are in Manila and you meet up with Lance and his team and you guys don't have any elephants to work with, but you know, there's something there. There's something that's based around the environment or a community project um, to give back. And I, obviously we both come from the same mindset of giving back. Um, and I think a lot of people do believe in giving back, especially when you're traveling um, in a country that can really do with some help. And, you know, if you have that extra time or money, or manpower, then it's really great that you can jump on board with organizations like yours and, and lend a hand. And I will never forget the times that we spent together doing some of the outreaches. And it really, it's just great because, you know, you're giving back, but then you're having fun, you're meeting so many people, you're meeting these local communities um, where you're running the programs, then you're meeting the the great team of Feeding Change Philippines. And I just I just laugh until I'm crying when some of your team get on the mic and everyone's doing karaoke and dancing and this sort of thing. And the whole community's involved. Um, and then, you know, you go out and you, you clean the beach that you're next to, and then everyone goes for a beer after the day. And, um, it's really just such a great experience. And I think, especially for someone coming into, um, a new culture and a new environment, it's such a great way to actually see you know, see the Philippines or see the people of Manila or wherever the, the program is running, um, as opposed to just doing the, you know, touristic, the, I'm doing air, air quotes, touristic things um, yeah. or, you know, the inside of your resort. So that's so great. And where can you see Feeding Change Philippines going for the future? Like, do you guys have a, a five-year plan? Is there another 21 programs ready to go or...? Yeah, actually, uh, during so during this whole pandemic, we uh, started to plan out what are we going to be doing for the coming years. So basically, for the whole year, there's going to be five outreach programs, mm-hmm. like January, April, June, August, uh, November, and December, mm-hmm. or six, I guess six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So basically, our six sectors, we want to attach all of those. And since we are also working like full-time mm-hmm. in, in the corporate world, um, finishing Philippines is just our passion to help. Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure that we are giving everyone the the, the um, exact dates so mm-hmm. that they could plan it ahead of time. Yeah. And um, yeah, I guess in the next five years, I would say um, it's going to be more stronger. It's going to be more established where um, we are, we're just going to be focusing into specific communities because you know how it works. We have different sectors. Mm-hmm. And for the first two years, we're, we called it like a um, year of exploration where we want to learn more about the community. We want to understand what they need mm-hmm. and what help can we give them. So now that for the third year, we've already... Um, realize or understand what the community needs and who should we um, support or we are going to share in the, in the coming years. And aside from that, I guess in order for it to, to be sustainable, we need to do certain projects, like livelihood projects that would help them to, mm-hmm. to that would help us and the community as well to be more sustainable. Yeah. So I guess that's one thing that's very exciting. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I can't share it yet. It's still in the pipeline, but there's gonna be like livelihood projects that we're gonna be starting out after this pandemic. Amazing, or amazing. For those certain communities. Yeah, I can't wait to get involved. Yeah, for sure. That's Definitely exciting. You're gonna be part of it. <laughs> so, Lance, you would say that um, this has basically been your dream, right? Or it's been a, an evolving dream of giving back. Um, mm-hmm. you being, you're being able to to work your everyday job. Um, you're able to travel and also give back at the same time. So um, for any listeners out there, what would you say to them if they had a dream to do something like you? What what piece of advice would you give to them? Or, you know, if they're just sitting at home thinking, should I go travel or should I go try something? What would you say to them? Okay. I'm, I guess if there's one word, I would say it's going to be move. Because you just told me to do that, (laughs) (laughs) right? Because you're not gonna be able to reach your dreams if you're not gonna do the first step, which is Mm -hmm. like move. You really have to do something in order for you to get that goal, regardless if it's something you're really passionate about or that's something where your profession is going. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I guess just just do it. Just do it. Like nice. Yeah, do what excites. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Just do it. I love it. Well, I definitely think that we will be chatting again uh, as things evolve and as we can start to travel again, because I know that there's more projects on your horizon. Um, and that could be another whole podcast that we could talk about um, the, the hostels and the cafes and the pub crawls mm-hmm. and all these huge ideas that you have. And it's absolutely great. Um, thank you for joining today. Uh, do you have any last words for anyone out there aside from move? Okay, yeah. So for for you guys, especially after pandemic, because for for sure, pandemic really taught us a lot of lessons. And basically, you learn more about yourself. Mm -hmm. So once this is over, explore. Um, There's more to see and to learn. It's not just going to be done after university or after school. You need to go out of your comfort zone. 
especially to those somewhat to those people who are like afraid to go out of their comfort zone just do it because we've proven it like Alicia and myself we've done it for like in the beginning it's gonna be hard for us if we're doing the right decision but at the end of the day as long as you do what makes you happy then everything's gonna be fine absolutely All right, Lance, thank you so much for joining today. I really appreciate your time. I think we've had a great chat. Um, Where can people find you? If they want to connect with you, where can they find you? Um, Just go to google.com and search for Lance Mercedes. All right. There There you go. And I'll pop all that in the show notes for the listeners that are keen to stalk Lance and find out about all his projects um, and for where you can get involved in the future. All right, Lance, until next time. Let's All right. sign out from here. All righty, guys. That's a wrap for today's show. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you got any value from this, you learned something, or maybe you laughed just a little bit, hit the subscribe button, share it on your socials, and make sure that you tag me, Alicia Petrie. That's it from me. See you next week. Have a ripper day and get out there and get chasing.